Welcome everybody to the Lug Nuts and Beer podcast. I'm Tom Crilly, joined as always by my co-host Dylan Flickinger. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I spent all night long Saturday night, all day and all night I should say, moving, so I did not have the opportunity to watch the race, and Dylan was a little tied up with his lady friend, so he didn't have the opportunity to watch the race, and uh, and that's why Saturday night races are the worst. Life, man. So we're going to t- <laughs> Life. We're going to t- we're going to talk about how bad Saturday night races are. We're going to talk about if Martin Truex Jr. is on his way to becoming a household name among casual sports fans. Plus, Brian Vickers' old car is Woo! for sale. Woo! Would would you buy it? How's it going over there, buddy? It is going very well. I I am excited to be doing this podcast. Um, yeah, man, life is good. No complaints over here. This is is perfect uh, May weather. Um, yeah, everything's good, dude. How about you? New apartment, new new digs. What's going on? New apartment. That first those first few days or the first week after you move into a new place, you always kind of feel like a stranger in your own home. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. When I moved into um, my apartment, oh gosh, it's been like three apartments ago, even though it was only like two years ago. I moved into my apartment and I did not have a bed for the first like week. My <laughs> my my bed was like my college, my bed from college. And I just like threw it away when I moved out of the last one and moved into a new one with no bed. So I slept on the floor for like a solid, a solid week. It's well. You're not doing that, are I'm, you? Well, I don't have I'm not going to have a table and chairs for the next couple of days. So, I have actually not a single chair in this entire apartment. I am sitting on the floor, sitting Indian style recording this podcast right now. Hmm. That's normal in some countries. Hey, n- nothing will stop me from recording lug nuts and beer, That's right? right? <laughs> yeah, who needs tables and chairs? The lengths we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so Martin Truex Jr. wins his second victory of the year. Yeah. Pretty impressive start for that team. What do you think? Yeah, man, definitely an impressive start. I mean, this is kind of the time of, time of year where they really get going. You know, we've got Kansas where he's uh, looked really good um, in the past few years, and we're headed to Charlotte soon where we know all about Charlotte last year. And how oh man excruciating and record breaking that performance was. So yeah, he's. I mean, this is this is his time of year. Definitely a shine. What do you think? If if true if Truex taught us anything last year at Charlotte, it's that record breaking performances aren't always exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's very my goodness. Very we true. Were in the stands yep. for that one. We got an up close and personal Ooh. view of that snooze fest. Yeah, six hundred miles, and Truex led about five hundred and ninety-two of them. <laughs> oh my goodness, unreal! Oh, it man. was unreal. So yeah, so the guy led one hundred and four out of two hundred and sixty-seven laps. He pretty much dominated the race. You could make a case uh, that Ryan Blaney was there in contention to win. That kid is really coming on strong, especially for mm-hmm. the one-car team that they have. He's going to be a contender here pretty soon. But we're going to focus more on the big picture since we didn't actually get to enjoy the race in person or even from from watching it on TV. If you look at Martin Truex Jr.'s career, his first nine years, his first nine full seasons, he had two victories. Two, that's it. it I mean, it's actually questionable why he was even still in the series. Like he's He's lucky that he didn't lose a ride. But now you look at the last three years, he has seven wins and three, and not even three full seasons. 
So what, like, what kind of wizardry is this? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's a good question, you know, and kind of one thing that just um, stands out to me with Martin Truex is that there are a lot of guys who are household names at the top level that whether it's deserved or not, if you, you know, you want to go that far, but just that the casual fan who doesn't watch racing every weekend, if you, you like someone who does like Like Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I would even say, I would even say maybe Joey Logano has risen to that same status. Mm -hmm. Like that a a casual Mm -hmm. sports fan might, might not watch NASCAR, but recognize that name. Danica. Oh, oh, for sure. Her marketability is yeah. unmatched and other than Earnhardt. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, but then Martin Truex. So, like, I, I was talking to my dad uh, just yesterday and was talking to him. I asked him if he'd watched the race, which I would have been surprised if he had. And he, he hadn't, And but he asked me who won. I said, Martin Truex. And he said, who the hell is that? And... That's just kind of the reaction that I would expect from people outside of the sport, even though his performance in the last two, three years says that he should be one of those guys who are, you know, household names. Right. Well, the thing with NASCAR is, I mean, he's certainly been a household name to NASCAR fans for years, ever since he drove Mm -hmm. for Dale Jr. in what was then the Bush series, ever since he drove Dale's cars. Uh, so he he kind of gained a, a decent fan base from his time spent doing that. But yeah, outside of of a NASCAR fan, so a casual sports fan, what does it take to break through to the mainstream just to get name recognition? They don't have to know what you look like. They don't have to know your career statistics, but just the name recognition. So you look at some of those guys. What has it taken for Jimmy Johnson? Well, he has seven career championships Uh, And it probably took him a few of those championships before he became a household name. Dale Jr. kind of always had it because of the legacy that his dad built. Kyle Busch has been dominant for years. I mean, I think his breakout season was 2008. He's a champion. And I would say just in the past couple years, he has truly become a household name. I mentioned Logano earlier. I honestly don't think he's there, even though every time you see a promo on for, like if you're watching a basketball game and you see a promo pop up for NASCAR, who are the faces that are always there? It's always Logano, Earnhardt, Johnson, and you know insert other driver here, maybe Harvick. But I don't think Logano maybe has quite made it yet, and he's been good for a number of years. So it takes sustained excellence and potentially mm-hmm. even championships over a number of years to to reach household name status i think so I, I you know martin's been doing great the past few years but i think he still has a little way to go but i mean he's on the right he's mm-hmm. on the right track definitely yeah definitely all right so so you brought up a good point too so that got you thinking who are some other athletes who have been consistently good for a number of years but still don't have household name recognition among a casual sports fan. And you brought this up, so I'm sure you have somebody good in mind. Well, I necessarily was thinking along the lines of guys who are really, really good at their sport, and people within the sport will know him, but people outside of the sport aren't going to know him. So maybe not who came to like a – a meteoric rise over overnight and you know started their career out slow 
Um, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And maybe I'm just justifying my selection here, but I went football. And the guy that I had in mind, that if you're a football fan, I have to imagine you've come across him at some point. But I guarantee you, casual fan would have no idea. And that is none other than Mr. Joe Thomas. Oh, yeah. For the Cleveland yeah, Browns. very good. Yeah. I mean, and truthfully, I would be surprised if people listening to this podcast knew who Joe Thomas was, unless you live in Ohio. Well, it doesn't, it or, doesn't help that he plays for the Browns. Right. Yeah. Get like no, absolutely no, no television time, nothing. But inside the league, I mean, Joe Thomas is the eighth player in NFL history to be selected to the Pro Bowl in each of his first nine seasons. He also has played every offensive snap in his career, the longest active stretch in the league. And he started all 144 career games tied for the second longest streak among current NFL offensive linemen. Excellent. Throwing the numbers ex- ex- Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. That was just my example. I, I mean, I can't imagine that if I was having, trying to have a conversation with a casual fan that that name would make any sense. But definitely has a lot of respect around the league, and he's really, really damn good. I like it. You got one? I do. I, I actually kept mine in NASCAR because like – uh, yeah, this is know. a NASCAR podcast. It is. I like that you think outside of the box, though. It's very, very I'm, good. I'm, I'm always trying to bring some sort of Cleveland sports into this podcast. <laughs> but so, hit, me, hit me with it. So I actually went with Jamie McMurray. Okay. He, he fits that mold perfectly. He's been around in NASCAR's top series since 2002, ever since he took over for Sterling Marlin when Sterling Marlin had his injury in that crash toward the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So think think about this. Jamie McMurray won his second ever start. It was at Charlotte Motor Speedway. He won his second race ever in NASCAR's top series. And then he had years. He had four years where he didn't win a race. Um, and then he started winning a little bit more. He I think he won the July race at Daytona. He won a race at Talladega. And then you get to the 2010 season, and the guy wins the Daytona 500, and he wins the Brickyard 400 in the same season. That's those those are NASCAR's two two crown jewels. Those are mm-hmm. the two biggest races in NASCAR that you could win, and he won them both in the same year. So yeah, he doesn't have the championships, and he doesn't have a huge win total. I think he has seven career wins, but he's been around for a hell of a long time, and he's accomplished a lot. So that's that's definitely another guy who. Um, has earned his stripes, but he's not going to be a household name to the casual sports fan. Mm-hmm. You're definitely right. I, I, I like that one. That's a good one. All right, so that brings us to one of our last topics of the day. It's a it's a little bit of a shorter podcast. Like Short I said, and sweet. Short and sweet. Getting one in there. We didn't want to leave everyone hanging. Uh, <laughs> you texted me this yesterday. This, <laughs> if some of you longtime listeners uh, may know, Dylan's favorite NASCAR driver was Brian Vickers, and it's it's been a it's been a long drought without him. He's he's had to uh, latch on to some other drivers here, but Brian Vickers was his favorite driver, and he sent me Dylan sent me a text yesterday with a link, and one of Brian Vickers' old cars is for sale for what was the price? Um, it went up for auction. And it was projected to go between thirty and thirty-five thousand dollars. So, are you going to buy it? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. What? The answer is yes. Um, I first of all, I you know my car is up there in miles. I don't know how it's still going. It is um, the old the old Scion. She, she, is, she is a beast. She, that thing is a tank, man. It is. You, I, listen, I thought I diagnosed my car this weekend <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> I went from bad to worse to everything being completely fine within the span of four hours. Okay. I, you 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 have to tell everybody just uh, give it a brief history of the things this car has been through, from the okay. time that you bought it and the condition it was in and the mileage it has to everything that's happened. Just a really brief history because it's fascinating. Oh, everything it's been through. I mean, I lived out of the car for like a month. I <laughs> um I I hit a semi in Center City, Philadelphia. <laughs> And the the dent is still there to prove it. I spun it around in a parking lot and miraculously I hit a car that dented my car but didn't even touch theirs. Don't worry. I left a note. They never called me. So I guess they were cool that there was no scratches on it. But mine has a huge dent on it still to this day. It's just it's it's amazing. It's still going. I don't know. And then I do things like this weekend. I changed the oil in it. Um for the first time by myself like a couple of months ago and I went and I checked the oil this weekend and it was like there's like no oil in the car I'm a bad <laughs> car owner dude I'm <laughs> just a bad car owner there's like no oil in it and I'm like well that can't be right I just changed the oil like a month ago not not realizing in the moment that it's actually been like three months since I changed my oil <laughs> and so immediately I'm like well I gotta get some oil in this bad boy so <laughs> put some oil in it and i didn't realize at the time that it would probably be beneficial for me to use a funnel while doing that <laughs> so i'm doing this and i see that there's oil running down the front of the engine and i'm like oh god that's not good like maybe this is why there's no oil left in the car because i just put oil in there like god only three months ago like i can't imagine a car with two hundred fifty thousand miles on it would need <laughs> that much oil like it, not, nothing's adding up here so I get my stepdad on the phone. He's involved. My brother-in-law is involved. Like, I, I'm I I got on Google. I diagnosed my car. You WebMD'd having, it. Oh, definitely. And I would convince myself that there's a crack in the oil pan. Which, I say that I have literally no idea what an oil pan does. But that's what I was convinced that that's what this is. <laughs> so. <laughs> so after some advice from my stepdad i go to advanced auto i buy some um engine cleaner and he's like just get in there scrub it off then put some oil in and then you can see where the oil is coming out and we'll be able to do go further i'm like okay i got that so i do it scrub it off and um so this time instead of um just pouring it in i went and got a funnel and <laughs> It was in that moment that I'm pouring the oil into the car with a funnel, and I'm looking, and I'm like, no, okay, no oil's coming out. I wait like two minutes, and I try it again. No oil's coming out. And then I took the funnel out and started pouring it in without the funnel that I realized that I'm just an idiot, and I was just spilling oil down the front of the engine. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I got back on the phone with my stepdad, and I said, well, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is that there's nothing wrong with my car. The bad news is I'm just a complete idiot. <laughs>
<laughs> so, so anyways i thought i was gonna be in the new market for a car long story short i know you said keep it short but that was what happened this weekend Two hundred fifty thousand uh, miles of pure dude, gold those scions it, just don't stop there's no nope. quitting them all you have to do is put oil in it Man. i mean who'd have thought You've had, you've had speeding tickets. We've run out of gas together in that car. Oh, dude. If you were the only person <laughs> I had run out of gas with in that car, I, I would be saying something, but it's not the case. That car has oh, just been through the ringer, man. L- listen, I know I know you're probably ready for a new one, but it's mm-hmm. going to be a sad day for me personally when, when you say goodbye to that car. Yep. I think the only <laughs> way that I would be okay with seeing that car go is replacing it with Brian Vickers Red Bull <laughs> Racing number 83 Toyota Camry. This is the exact car that he raced in Red Bull Racing's inaugural Cup Series in 2007. Right. And he finished 14th at Sonoma, 18th at Watkins Glen. I mean, we're talking like big time racing here, Tom. <laughs> top 15s, top big 20s, time. big time. <laughs> Man. Just think of all the things. You, what would you do with that car? <laughs> Drive it to work every day. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm a practical man here, Tom. Just, I'm not just gonna go get my car and race it around town. I'm gonna drive it to work. <laughs> you just just drive by the the local police officers. Hey, officer, don't mind. This is street legal. <laughs> right. This is this is cool. Everything's kosher here. <laughs> Brian Vickers told me it was okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> Yeah, I got yeah, my re- but- I got my registration for this. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I but I just read actually I read this yesterday and it broke my heart. It says the last sentence of this article that talks about it says someone will go home with it on May 13th. So I think I'm uh not going to get that car. That's because that's cuz I bought it for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be the best present ever, <laughs> hands down. Well, somebody's probably going to buy it and try to try to get into some races with it. I would imagine. I just read an article the other day about how a lot of old NASCARs from the early two thousands are still in use in like different series now. They've been just modified to oh, really? like they've been so yeah. Like I heard that Sterling Marlin's two thousand two Daytona five hundred car, the one that he got out during the red flag and started pulling on the fender while he was like leading the race or something he got penalized for that and that cost him the race i yeah. heard that that car just ran its final race like the other week and what? uh yeah and like i forget what series it was i wish i could remember like maybe it was the arca series yeah yeah a lot of these old nascars get repurposed which was super interesting to me and get just make their rounds in other series hmm. That's interesting. right yeah fun wow. fact it's amazing okay. that that car could have been racing for all these years and it was never like wrecked or totaled or any way who Brian Vickers? No, well, oh, the, that, yeah, 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 Sterling yeah. Marlins, but yeah, Brian Vickers too. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, Priorities. <laughs> I've still got my Brian Vickers number eighty-three Red Bull hat, the first like NASCAR apparel thing I owned. Dude, that's well, one that, of the, that was one of the cooler sponsors in NASCAR because they were edgy. They had right? like good, clean, sharp designs. The cars Scott always speed. looked. The, scar, the cars always looked good. They had Scott Speed and Brian Vickers. <laughs> His last name is Speed. <laughs> Born to drive a race car. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the good um, old days. All right, buddy. 
The boys are going to Charlotte this weekend for the All-Star Race. Uh, we're going to pick who we think is going to be the winner, but that's pretty much pointless because I know we read the rules of the new format of the All-Star Race about a month ago, but I don't even remember what it is at this point. Nobody knows what it is. They have two different sets of tires. So I think picking a winner is like going to be – you're going to have about as much luck as picking a name out of a hat, but I mean, who, who, do you, who do you got? That's pretty much been us all season to this point. Hey, anyway. hey, hey, actually, I meant to say, I'm glad you mentioned that. Your the, you, the driver that you picked and the driver that I picked, Brad Kozlowski and Kevin Harvick, last week at Kansas, they finished second and third. We were each I just one and two spots off. We almost we're got so, it. We're getting close. <laughs> we're getting close. At some point, one of those dots we're throwing blindfolded at the board are going to hit. Or dots yep. we're throwing blindfolded at the board are going to hit. Um, This week... In Charlotte, I am picking Martin Truex Jr. to continue his hot streak and just dominate at Charlotte again, no matter what set of tires he's using. Very nice. I, I'm i going to pick Ryan Blaney because uh, he had such a good race at Kansas, and I think he's he, they're on a hot streak. He's young and hungry, and that team's been performing. And... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that this new format could throw all sorts of kinks in it. So I think he might have, as long as he's in the right place at the right time at the end, I don't see why not. Crazy things happen in the All-Star race. So, Yeah, man, I like that pick. And, you know, truthfully, I'm just excited for one of us to win at some point. You know, we do a podcast about NASCAR. <laughs> you would think that we get two shots every week. Uh-huh. We're going to get it at some point. We're over. We are. We're due. We're due. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, Sorry for the abbreviated podcast this week, but we wanted to get something out there for you. So we appreciate you listening. Uh, Follow us on Twitter as usual, and enjoy NASCAR's All-Star Race this weekend. Let's send them off, buddy. Bye, everybody.